one. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new podcast that me and my beautiful co-host right here oh, yeah. Yeah, are, are, are going to be doing. I'm your host, Trap. My co-host, Willis, here. If you guys don't know who we are, I'll explain to you. I'm a professional Call of Duty player. I play for the Dallas and Nashville. Um, <laughs> I am a streamer who plays with Father Son Gaming. Uh, I am most notoriously known for absolutely nothing. But if you do watch FSG, you see me every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday with those two playing GBs. We're dope. We have a somewhat good record. Come by and watch 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. My man Will here. He is what I like to say their main mod in the FSG's chat. He's a mod in my chat, but obviously when I'm playing with FSG, he's modding their channel, and I have other mods in my channel. But been friends with this guy since I played second in their first BO4 tournament. When I when I came into Papa and Jason's life. I came into Will and every other mod's life as well. So I've met all of them. I've hung out with all of them. And we're all really good friends. And me and Will play most of the time. But, you know, sometimes Will has obligations and he can't game like I do. So, either way, welcome to the Game 5 Round 11 podcast. I brought this up to Will, what, a couple of days ago? Yeah, and a couple of days Will said, immediately he said he was down to do this, and we originally decided that this is going to be, well, we have decided this is going to be a COD-centered podcast, because we, that's, that's what me and him know the most about, is Call of Duty, and especially the one that's going on right now in Modern Warfare. I mean, we're obviously going to bring up stuff about the past titles, and what we hope to see in the future, and Will, that's what we're going to start with, because... If anybody watches my stream or FSG stream, when I'm in their stream, when you're in their stream, or when you're in my stream, and we're talking about Modern Warfare, we say some, we say some things about the title that we are not fond of at all. But we're going to talk about the good first, all right? The good okay. of Modern Warfare, the gun skill, the gun, the gun mechanics, is by far the best part of Modern 100%. Warfare. Everything else, in my opinion, is terrible. <laughs> Once yeah. you leave the region of how the guns feel, you, you immediately start like backtracking instantly about the game. If it's how the guns are balanced, how the spawns are in every single game mode, how the maps are. So, with Modern Warfare, I... I I'm going to say it straight up. I don't enjoy this game whatsoever at all. Like, this game is something I probably would have enjoyed when I was, like, 12. But when I was 12, we actually had a good Call of Duty. But now that, you know, franchising's a thing with the competitive scene, you know, this game was supposed to be the marquee game that, like, you know, set Call of Duty on the map, you know, for... The competitive play, at least. And we were thinking, oh, we got franchising coming in. You know, we're going to have a, a spectacular game. Like, we're going to have a fantastic one. And, Will, what do you got to say? Because I have personally been, like, let down to the lowest standard by Infinity Ward and this COD. You know, I've been watching Call of Duty professionally probably longer than you have. I mean, I am four years older than you. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um... There's been a lot of up and downs in this scene. 
And it's rough, man. Like, we got so much promise to us for this year, you know. And then they immediately sidetracked and it turned out to be everything we didn't want. You know, Call of Duty has had this format about it and its professional scene since it began. And the thing with franchising is they wanted to change that. I mean, think about Call of Duty, professional Call of Duty. When you think about professional Call of Duty, open events, right? That's what Call of Duty is. And they were going to take that away. And they kind of have taken it away to uh, an extent. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's my biggest letdown with this game is that they changed the competitive scene in a way that like no one wanted. Yeah. And luckily, they realized that very quickly and they did start talking to pros. I'd very much like to know what pros they talked to. Um, I mean, so, you know, Aix was there. Yeah, Aix you know, was but I feel like they, there. I feel like they also talked to the pros that don't have as many achievements as like Scump and Formal yeah. and Krim. You know, they Aix is always going to be at those discussions. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they had people like TJ Halley and Dashy and Enable. You know, people like that there to give their opinion. And coming from someone who competed for seven years and only I only competed at events in Black Ops Four, but you know, growing up in the scene, like it just like every year it just got worse and worse and worse. And like this year has been the worst it could have been. Because like you said, trying to take open bracket tournaments away, you know, they, they said they, they, they tried to even it out with the whole challengers division on for the AMs and saying, oh, you know, you're still going to have this division to play for whatever you want to play for. But then they said, but it's not up to us. It's to the franchising teams on if they want to host a tournament or not, you know, and let's take that in. For example, Atlanta, they're hosting one, but it's only for 64 teams. Yeah when you had these open bracket tournaments back in the day where they were 128? Yeah. You know, about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like almost 130 teams in each open bracket. And now you only have 64 teams in Atlanta who get to play for two days. You don't even know what the bracket's going to be set up like. So it's like, well, that's kind of... Because think about it, only 64 teams, like half of those teams are going to be top amateur players. Mm-hmm. And that screws over the people who want to get their first time competing in. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Think about all the people that are going to go and then they play Parasite's team first round. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, he couldn't make it on a pro team this year and it's Parasite, so he's not going to take a substitute spot, but he's still a professional player. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't say Haggy's not a professional player just because he's not on a starting team this year. And, you know, that happened. People played Haggy's team at the open event, it's a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar challenger event, and someone played Haggy's team first round. Like, yeah, imagine. Like, and another thing, you brought up the two hundred fifty thousand dollars at the launch weekend. Mm-hmm. The AMs are going from two hundred fifty k to play for to twenty five k. Yeah, it's very, it's very um the the flip even like with the less amount of teams. I think the less amount of teams, like, is the reason why the price drops so much. But at the same time, like, you could, you could, if you were, if you are a non, if you are not a known well amateur player, like Tiny or anyone like that, you should be playing local events anyway. You shouldn't be competing at lands unless, you know, obviously you 
get to the level where you think you can. But, like, I think if you look at these CDL events, like, with this year, you could make... Because I've looked into the local events that are being hosted, and you could make that 25k in, like, four months of playing at any of these locals. Because there, there's so many of them. Like, there's tons of them. But I, I just hate the fact that with franchising, we I know I was talking to my team before I stopped competing, and we had the fear of, oh, are the AMs going to get the boot? You know, are they going to get you know, completely ignored. And they didn't get completely ignored, but they got the second worst thing to completely ignored. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how I feel about that. But obviously, I'm not competing anymore. But the people who are competing, I can only I can only feel for them because you're going into a 64-team 64 bra- bracket and half of those teams are going to smoke the hell out of you. And, you know, the worst part is, is like some of these teams aren't even like you know they're like the teams that are oh god what are they called the like the main rosters on the the championship teams they have uh their academy teams is that what it's called yeah academy squads yeah yeah and then like they're playing through the challengers as well which is just like okay so now you're playing substitutes for a professional team yeah yeah now you're playing just substitutes that can't start that's basically what it is you know it's just it's just really Really whack, in my opinion, on how they're doing things. But back to Modern Warfare itself. And I remember I was watching the Eavesdrop podcast, and Envoy was on it with Hex. And he was talking about it's every single year. And, and, and there's no way to prepare for it, but there's every, it's every single year that the, the devs for the game release a patch that ends up breaking something more than fixing anything. And based on Modern Warfare and how the patches have gone, I feel like nothing has been fixed. Like, I feel like you you had the guns broken, the M4 and the MP5 broken for a little bit. They got nerfed a little bit, still overpowered. They got nerfed for a second time, like a week ago, still overpowered. You know, and they say, "Oh, we've updated the spawns. Complete and utter dog shit." Still, now the the only positive that I've seen in any of these patch notes and any of these updates for Modern Warfare is for the competitive scene. Headshot multiplier is gone in CDL. Dead silence. You no longer move faster. Only in CDL. Domination. You can neutralize a flag before capping it. Only in CDL. That makes no sense to me. Why are we updating only the competitive scene? Well, it stems to active or not an Infinity War, right? Um, Infinity War is notorious for not liking the professional scene. They've never outright said, "Hey, we hate the professional players," but they've definitely made it very clear that they aren't fans of the way the professional players act. They think they're like entitled, but yeah, think you know these devs, you know what they do kind of decides the livelihood of professional players. So like, I think they have, I think the pros have a reason to be quote unquote entitled, right? Because like it's literally their money that yeah, the it's devs literally are literally their with. job, yeah. Um, you know, Infinity Ward had a very very clear vision of what they wanted Modern Warfare to be, uh, and. 
a professional competitive tuned game is not that you know they wanted the little corner campers to be comfortable the entire time playing yeah. this game and you know, the thing about call of duty is that that's what it is you know call of duty is that game to where you can hop on and you can go crazy and you can get destroyed and you know the very next game i don't think you should ever take that away you know like we've talked about it while playing pubs like during your streams and it's like 30 you get 35 kills in a match in this game you're like oh god i popped off yeah like <laughs> like black ops 4 where you're like i got 34 kills what the hell did i do this yeah game? i fucking sucked you know <laughs> it's like I mean, if it, i mean it, it's it's to the point where like i understand you want the noobs to be comfortable and you want the people yeah. who, who who aren't as good to to still enjoy the game but at the same time like in my opinion I would rather have like the hardcore COD players playing my game nonstop than having Corner Camp and Little Timmy with his claymores and his seven two five shotgun playing nonstop. Well, the only issue is like the hardcore COD players are one percent of ninety nine, right? Yeah. So they want the corner campers to be happy because it's the corner campers that play. You know, there's more corner campers than there are people rushing around with you know double time MP five class. But but what oh, corner campers complained? about you know they've always complained yeah well i mean they've, they've always, always complained but at the same time look at the pros of what they said like you play the game to get better exactly but they don't have that mentality they don't have that i need to be the best mentality if you're sitting in a corner for 10 minutes in a tdm in a tdm right you don't have that i want to be better mentality you have that you know i want to do the best that i can this game only you know what i'm saying um, and also a big thing, you know, I think they looked at last year for Black Ops 4, you know, we got like the sales reports from Black Ops 4 and they made billions off of loot boxes and stuff like that. And if you look at like the demographic of who's buying that stuff, it's the little Timmy's yeah. sitting in their corners. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at a professional player, they might have a camo or two, unless you're like formal who literally just played blackout. And so he had everything without spending money mm -hmm. anyways. Uh, but, you know, I know people personally. I went to, like, back when I was in uh, college and Black Ops 4 had just come out, I knew people who had spent, like, $400 on the game within the first month just buying shit. Yeah. So, like, and, you know, you look at their KDs and they're, like, a .7 and they barely move. That's, like, the people that they want. They, You know, they saw that billion dollars and realized that they could probably do it, too. And, you know, they tried to cover it up with, like, stories of, well, we're trying to make the game realistic. Yeah. You can't make Call of Duty realistic. Nope. It's not the point of Call of Duty. You can make it close. You know, oh I have God, no issue with gun. guns sounding really cool when you shoot or I apologize. You know. Y'all are gonna hear her <laughs> screaming in the background, okay? I mean, like I said, if you watch my streams, you're used to it. So she's playing Apex, she's gonna scream. Just I let her she was the kill leader, guys. Can, everybody, can I get a thumbs up in the comments for her being the kill leader? But you're you're gonna hear you're gonna hear her um, screaming and calling out an Apex. But hey, I mean that's what you're gonna get if you watch this podcast. So, but I understand. Like I I, I get their mentality on it that you want the not so good players to play. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, look back at all the past recent CODs, have you ever had a problem with getting people to play the game? It's Call of Duty. Like, you are never 
gonna have an issue unless you make Infinite Warfare where people aren't gonna play the game. I mean, put jetpacks back in, guarantee you your numbers are gonna drop. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't if you know if, at this point, yeah, oh, you're not wrong. But at the same time, like I said, this is Call of Duty, man. People are gonna be like, oh, it's a new COD. I'm gonna buy this. Like, there's Here's not the thing, dude. Like, you get people like us. We're capable of dropping a nuke, getting a hundred kill game. That's what I want to do. I don't want to spend fifteen minutes running around Arklov Peak looking for one guy. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, and there's a simple fix to this. You know, if they want a game geared to the people who are less skilled, we'll say that. You know, let's not try to insult the the fan base. You're garbage. No, it's fine. <laughs> you mean you are? This is real. But um. Make it a ranked playlist. Come on. Like, yeah. That's all it had to have been done. Make your normal game and then make a ranked playlist from the beginning, straight up with the CDL rules. I mean, you could have even, like, waited until, like, I don't know, December, whenever the CDL but rules. But we are out, in February. Yeah, we're in February. And, like, the only thing we can do is play GBs. Yeah, we can. We the can, only we way can... the game is, uh, like, bearable. Yeah, that, that's. That's all we can do. That's all the like. That's all all the high tier players that are really good at the game. All they can do to actually have fun in Modern Warfare is wagers and GBs and tournaments. And you know, but, and Infinity Ward has never made a ranked playlist like ever. They've never made one. They had one in IW, didn't they? It was like kind of garbage though. It wasn't really like it didn't rank you. It was just like a mode that had the CW. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't like an actual like ranked playlist. It was just here. Here's a mode with the rule set. Yeah, like, Play it. Yeah. Which didn't change anything because the little Timmies, you know, and like the whole point of a ranked playlist is, oh, you're this rank. You're not gonna match up against this low tier rank. You're gonna match up mm -hmm. against this high tier rank, and that's why everybody talks about. The Black Ops 2 rank play or the World War 2 rank play. World War 2 wasn't that good of a game, but the rank play on it was really good. World War, you, uh, the World War 2 rank play was perfect. It was the it's the only Call yeah. of Duty rank play to have an MMR system that is not based strictly on time played. Yeah. Black Ops 2 is praised so highly because it was the very first one. It was the very first one to be like, hey, here's the thing. You know, you got your iron, yeah, bronze, iron. gold, silver, whatever it is, up, up and up, all the way up to masters. But uh, it was still very much exactly like Black Ops 4's. Uh, it was just like, you still needed to be good, you still needed to win, but it, all you had to do was win and play just a lot. Just play, yeah. Right, you didn't actually have to do good in the games. You could yeah. get carried to Masters. World War II wasn't like that. You actually had to have your own personal stats, even if you were searching as... I mean, it took them like, forever to get like an actual 4v4 search out, but um, you know, even if you were on a team with people, your individual stats mattered more than like if your team won the game. Mm -hmm. I think I think most people are like we're we're begging for a rank play system. We're begging for a BR. I personally, I like if they come out with a rank play, I don't think it's gonna be any good. I mean, I'm gonna play it more oh, than I'm gonna yeah. play pubs because I would rather play that more than pubs. But I've seen this on Twitter all over the place, and people are like, the only thing that's gonna save this game is a BR. Like they gotta release a BR. They gotta do a BR. I agree. I think it's more than that, though. I mean, I agree that. I mean, you look how how successful Blackout was. Like Blackout was a hit. Like people loved Blackout, you know. And coming to Modern Warfare, 
there's leaks about a BR, a map is leaked, you know, there's a bunch of information, 200 players, you won't be one to come back, you know, we're getting all this information, we're getting no confirmation from Infinity Ward themselves, we, we, we're, we don't know what's happening, they haven't said anything about a rank play, and we're in February, we're almost halfway through this game cycle, you know? I saw rumors that the 17th of this month, which is a Monday, uh, we'll get our first news on the br but you know at the same point that's that's just the same rumors that's said that there's a br coming anyways i mean and the news we could get on a br is them saying hey there's not going to be a br yeah they could say you know we thought about it we designed it and it isn't a part of our vision so it's yeah it's just, we're, we're just chalking it and you're stuck with this for the rest of the the year you're stuck this with game won't survive game for anyone except for the pros past March. March. I think we got about a good month before everyone's done. See, cause, see, see, that's a thing that I'm worried about from a personal standpoint, because I play GBs with Jason and Papa every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. And we can play GBs all live long day, but how many more do we have in us? You know? Yeah. Like, we, we're almost to 200 wins. You know, and I, I know Jay said, let's get to 500 wins. That's not going to be possible. And it's not going to be, and I'm not saying it's not going to be possible yeah. just due to the fact that you know, the game's going to run its course by then, the new COD's going to come out. It's not going to be possible because we're not going to want to do it. Like, we, I mean, I'm already like, you know, Jace is a good player. I'm a good player. Papa's there for the entertainment. He could pop off every now and then, you know? But, like, I mean, my mental capacity is being reached by this game. Like, I find myself raging more and more every night we play. And I think even, like, especially with, with Papa... You know, and this is no offense to Papa at all, but, you know, Papa's a, a 63-year-old man who plays this game. He enjoys it. Uh, he has a fun time entertaining. But at the same time, there's only so much Papa can take. You know, there's only so many games Papa can play. And once it gets to the point where Papa just cannot do it, it's going to get to that point where Jace is like, well, shit, what do we do now, Trap? And if, I swear to God, he looks at me and says, all right, me and Trevor are going to do 2v2 GBs while Papa entertains them. But I'm like, nah, hell nah. You better pick up Bounty or Will or somebody. I've run my course with this. That like, won't happen. It, 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 def it definitely won't. But I think, for like, so let's, like you said, the only people that are going to survive off this are the pros and the people making the big bucks off the game. The casual players are going to eventually run dry on this game if a BR is not released. Like, there's got to be something new, something fresh. You know, and everybody wants a BR. Everybody loved Blackout. And everybody thinks, hey, we deserve another BR that is Call of Duty-based. That we can, that, that can keep going even to after the end of this game. Because Blackout's still going. TP, mm -hmm. Mert, Maven, Bobby Poff, Doug is Raw, they all still stream it for over a thousand viewers almost every single day. You know, so it's like, Blackout is still I going. Uh, I think that group of people, is, they're like a special case, though. They're like, um... I mean, they're, they're nasty at it. That's why they play it. Yeah. You like, know, they're nasty at it, and since they're nasty at it, their community loves watching it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't... Like, dude, I, I wake up in the morning, on my off days, and I sit down, and the person I turn on is TP. And he's playing Blackout. I would much rather watch TP dominate somebody with a, a paladin than watch formal scrim and play ground war on modern warfare and i'm a like I, I played competitive cop for seven years you know i love watching competitive players and competitive tournaments but i i have watched like maybe 
30 minutes of a professional player's scrim in this game. And Black Ops 4, I watched hours of scrims. You know? It's just... I've got a very unpopular opinion when it comes to a battle royale for this game. I don't think it should happen. I know, like, for people like you, it needs to happen. Something needs to come out to spice it up for you. But think about how, like, Infinity Ward has, like, already treated this game and how they've handled it. And then apply that to BR. You know, I just can't see a BR being fun with this developer. The the thing is about the the way I look at battle royales. Uh, you know, obviously you can't. I, I can't really compare you know Blackout to Fortnite or Blackout to Apex. You know, because the designers of those games that was that was their game. That's what they designed. You know, but you got the COD designers. They have to design a campaign, a multiplayer. A spec ops mode if they have it so people were upset with blackout about oh there's there's not many updates you know you're not doing any cool shit like fortnite you don't have to that's the thing you know this is this is call of duty br this is not fortnite where you can build a, you can build a tower and sit in it for the whole game you know this is this is where you have to loot a gun and you have to use your gun skill i see that's the thing is like i don't think you need i think if a video were released a br they don't have to update it that much like do what blackout did now blackout or, or do a little bit more than blackout because blackout what they do they changed the colors of it added a couple more locations and that was that i mean they added some fun limited time modes you know obviously me and you can attest to that because we played heavy metal heroes for the last month and a half of the game and we had a good time you know i think that was the only time well one of the only times in blackout where i enjoy playing it you know yeah i mean speaking from someone who like for a little bit had a commitment and you too for like the uh end of it there uh i had a little bit of a commitment for about two months to play blackout every monday wednesday saturday because i was helping jason and papa with the stream you know mm-hmm. two uh duos got a little too stale for them and so me genius and hives i think was like the other fill-in for when genius wasn't there we played it you know hours on end every monday wednesday saturday and yeah, I liked it at first. It was very, very, very fun, but I can promise you, man, it was way better when Heavy Metal Heroes came out. Oh yeah, and 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 that's what I mean. You know, like obviously, obviously, if they release one, everybody's gonna be stoked about it. You know, like for the first month and a half, everybody's just gonna be on the bandwagon, on the train. Everybody's gonna be hyped. You know, everybody's gonna be playing the hell out of it. But eventually, something's gonna have to change. You know, something's gonna have to be updated. Something's gonna have to be put in to where it, it spices it up again. And I think how Fortnite's doing it is a, is a good way, you know. And now that we have a battle pass in COD, they have an op- they're, they're they're paving a path for the opportunity of a BR for with the whole season mechanic, you know. They can change it up every season, and the seasons are what sixty something days, you know, yeah, like three months, like three months or two months, something like that, two, you know. Like, two, like, yeah, because I think the I think this one was what what two and a half. Three months, something like that. Yeah. Like, if you're having a season mechanic like this that lasts this long, that gives Infinity Ward or whoever helped design this BR plenty of time to come up with something to rejuvenate the BR the very next season. You know, add new locations, change the map up, give us a whole new fucking map, which won't happen, but do something. You know, add the limited time modes. You know, like it gives them an opportunity, and. Honestly, that's the way I would do it if I was part of the dev 
you know, group that was making a BR for Call of Duty, I would look at it season by season. Release this base season because nobody's going to be asking for anything crazy. They just want a BR. Give them the map. Give them the mechanics. Give them what they want. And then moving forward, update it. Change the map up. Move some stuff around. Add some new stuff. Make the map seasonal. You know how dope it would be if it was fucking like if they released this br with the game and then when december hits it's snowy and got christmas trees yeah. and shit everywhere like that'd be dope like, that's what blackout should have done like blackout released with bo4 when december rolled around and when the winter season came around they should have boom put christmas trees everywhere and had it snowing and you know not crazy to where like you couldn't see shit but i like, had snow on the ground you know stuff like that is what intrigues people or intrigues yeah, my little got, brain. We got uh, fall colored trees. And yeah, and, and the grass is completely green. Everyone's watering it for three hours every day. Like, Yeah, it was fall and black ops and blackout from like the end of October until January. <laughs> yeah, like they they went opposite of the spectrum. But th that's what I think should, should happen if a BR gets released. Because... I mean, I'm not against a BR in this game. I, I definitely play it. I just I worry about how it's gonna be um, handled. How they're handled gonna... as it goes on. I think it'll be all right when it comes out. You know, has to be right. But um, I don't know. I just this game needs a lot. This game needs some help. It needs something to hold its hand. Oh, 100 percent. Yes, I'm recording. You want to say hello to the YouTube people? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but. That that's my take on a BR, and I think there there needs to be one. I mean, needs a really strong word, but you know, like yeah. like like we said, if if something new doesn't get put in this game, this game's gonna die out very soon. No one's gonna play it. And you're gonna I'm gonna be back on Fortnite probably. You know, I mean, you never know. Like, but... I'll give you this right. Like a ranked playlist can save the game for two months. A BR can probably keep it alive until Black Ops Five. I think and a BR it, could keep it alive till till BO5, yeah. There's a rumor now that like the Battle Royale is separate. It's not actually mm -hmm. a part of Modern Warfare. It's mm -hmm. gonna come out separately and it's free to play. So mm -hmm. if they do that, then I'm all for it. You know, there's absolutely no argument. Yeah, the, it's the a free to play you, game. So yeah, if it's the only garbage, thing you have to pay for right. is a battle. If you wanna buy skins. Yeah, yeah, if you wanna buy a battle pass. Yeah, that's so the only thing you have it's, to pay for. If it's the Fortnite route, like oh yeah. Like that's the thing, that's why I never like dog on Fortnite uh too hard, just because like it's free to play. Yeah. yeah, it's fr it's free. Like you're spending no money to play that game. Like if they mess up a season and it kind of is whack. Then all right, it's free I, to play. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pay anything for this, so screw it. I, I have spent a lot of money on Fortnite, but that's I've spent a little bit. Spent a little I, bit, I've but got a not thousand dollar plus inventory, and I don't know if I am proud of that or not. You shouldn't be in my personal opinion. <laughs> but. Anyway, moving forward, CDL. Call of Duty League. This is for anybody uh, competitive-wise who ha who watches competitive COD, plays it. I mean, obviously, I played it for a long time. I I know Will has kept up with competitive really COD for a long it. time. And this year, like we said, franchising, big year. Big year for competitive COD. This is what they said was going to you know, step up Call of Duty competitive-wise. Um, we started in Minnesota. Right, yes. and we're gonna go through the the twelve teams that are that are part of the Call of Duty League. Uh, I'm gonna do this like the rankings in a row, uh, 
after the first weekend because I feel like that just makes it a little bit easier. Okay, like so, like who performed the best? To yeah, so like yeah, okay. number one to to number twelve. But um, like I said, we started in Minnesota. If you didn't watch it, it was a lot of fun. I personally enjoyed it. I think the podcaster needs a little bit of help, but they fixed it. Um, I I think I've watched um. There's a Call of Duty College League that mm-hmm. exists. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, their season just started, and I watched a little bit of the matches and the way they did. Uh, the podcaster is really, really good. They kept um, they just kept the scoreboard up the entire time, mm-hmm. and then like on both sides, and then that's all they did. They never showed player faces or anything like that. Because I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't want to see the player faces. Yeah, I don't care like. about seeing Illy's ugly self, dude. Like, I don't want to see him. Like, I don't care when his picture goes dark and he's dead. Like, I want to see the stats. So, like, I, I mean, have a draft they... league, man. I need my players doing good. If they keep the scoreboard up, don't do any of the weird third person and uh weird camera, camera angles yeah. like it'll be fine it's a pretty good looking uh podcaster yeah yeah i i, I agree with that because when they did that in minnesota i was not yeah, having man, like, a good time during the seattle's game one of seattle's games karma popped a five piece and they were looking at uh on gunrunner and they were looking at p2 and they were on p3 yeah <laughs> it was just like what, what did we and what yeah, the hell I'm are you happy. doing you know Happy I just stared at a crate. <laughs> stared at a crate while Karma's killing the whole enemy team, but yeah, like we're back in the back fucking warehouse and Karma's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right. But we got um, London this weekend, and and me and Will's idea about releasing these episodes is we want to do one every two weeks because that gives us time for the CDL and in case they update anything casually. Uh, within Modern Warfare, uh, patch notes, fixes, stuff like that, or if they're adding anything new, like, uh, of course, very soon, Season 2 is coming out, you know, Tuesday, so, uh, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, Season 2 is coming out, so, um, we'll record another episode sometime next week, uh, after, you know, London and all that, and, uh, so we can, you know, talk about everything Season 2-wise, talk about London and everything like that, but diving in to... The CDL now, uh, like I said, we had Minnesota happen, what, two weeks ago now? Uh, since, uh, not even, a week and a half. Well, yeah, a week and a half, yeah, since London hadn't started yet. Um, if you did, if you missed uh, any of the action from CDL Minnesota, I think you personally missed out. I thought it was cool, except for the um, shredders. I didn't like the shredders. Uh, if you don't know who they are, uh, so weird, go back dude. and find them. Yeah, go uh, watch the VODs. Yeah, go watch the VODs. Yeah, you'll see the shredders. But, um... I start out with the teams. All right. Mm-hmm. At number one, we we have a three-way tie for number one. Well, actually, a, a two-way tie for number one. It's a two-way tie for first place and a two-way tie for third for place. Right third, now. second, yeah. Um, number one, we got the Atlanta Phase. Obviously, Phase Clan. You know, getting a league spot, basing in Atlanta. Um, the roster start out with the the star player of Call of Duty right now, in Simp. Um, I'm not going to do full names because why would we, if you follow competitive, you're going to know who he is. I feel, I feel like even if you don't follow competitive, you should know who Simp is, but either way, we got Simp and, and we want to do the CDL too, because I know there's some people in like my chat, for example, who watches competitive COD and you know, we, we didn't want to do just a regular podcast just talking about COD. Like we want to get the competitive stuff in there too. Cause like I said, me and we'll have a background in that. But we got Simp. All right, we got a Beezy. We got Major Maniac. We got Celium. And who's their fifth? Priesta. 
Priesta. How could you forget? How could I forget Priesta? My God. They they went two and zero over the weekend, dropping one map uh, to the New York Subliners. To the subliners, which was yeah, weird. to the New York Subliners. Um, they were dominant to say the least. The best team as of right now in the CDL after launch weekend. Um, Simp had a six point five S and D KD. Um, I think he had the number one overall KD for the weekend. Yes. Um, Celium was not far behind him. I think he had like the number one Dom KD, and Simp had the Cellium, number two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were uh, they tore up. So Simp yeah, they went off. Atlanta phase two and zero to start off. Um, six and one map count. They did extremely well, and in my opinion, are the number one team right now to beat in the CDL, but they will not be at London. And that takes us to our yeah. next team in the Chicago Huntsman. And another, if you look on paper, God Squad team. You got uh, Skump, Formal, RCDs, Envoy, and Gunless. Six and one map count. Uh, right? Yeah, they because they three owed their second they, series. They, yeah, they three owed, they owed optic. optic. Yeah, they they got destroyed in that search and destroy search versus and destroy Dallas. against Dallas. Yeah, it was bad. They it was rough. Um, but then Atlanta destroyed Dallas. So like, I mean, even worse. So, so. It, it it's really hard to tell. Like, I mean, it's hard to tell who the best search and destroy team is right now because like you got Dallas looking good, but then FaZe also beat them. So like. Both of those teams, like, that's going to be probably my favorite matchup this year is strictly games two and five between Atlanta and Dallas. Yeah. I mean, like, I think Atlanta has, as of right now, has cemented themselves as, like, the number one team. Yeah, right now they're the guys to beat. Yeah, they're, they're the team to beat. Like, everybody wants to beat Atlanta. And I think it's kind of like a, 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 you know, up in the air on everybody else. I think Chicago's, like, put themselves at number two, but... They played a Dallas team that didn't look that good, and then they played an Optic Gaming team that everybody knew was going to be absolutely terrible. So, you know, I think we just need to see how every team continues to play. But back to the Huntsman, uh, superstar of the weekend, in my opinion, Arcides. Uh In the Dallas series, he was unbelievable. He played very well in the Dallas series. Uh, he struggled a little bit in the Optic Gaming series, but overall... I think you just chalk that up to off series. Yeah, I, but I think he had the number one KD on Huntsman for the weekend, uh, and I think Skump was behind him. So obviously, everybody knows Skump, the king. He he played well against Dallas, and then played well against Optic as well. So He's got a lot to prove this year. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Skump's had uh, two years back to back with World War Two. You know that Optic roster was. Mm -hmm. um, the internal issues with T2P. Yeah. They're bad then, now. Black Ops 4, you know, he, a lot of people put, uh, a lot of people put blame on individual players for that Optic squad last year. And I don't think it was individual players. I think it was the team chemistry. Yeah. I think you had a rift in the tween, in the team. I think you had Krim and Karma who wanted to treat scrims like they were playing tournaments. And then I think you had Skump Dashy and TJ who just, you know, they're scrims. Let's yeah, not, yeah. not hate our lives because we're screaming. Yeah. Um, 
And a lot of people put a lot of blame on Scump. I know myself personally, having been an Optic fan since 2011. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of, there's a little bit of, uh, love-hate relationship with Scump for me as an old-school Optic fan, you know, because he is like that. He is a diva. He's very funny. I think he's you know, a very enjoyable guy to watch and stuff, but you know, when he gets in his moods, you know, I definitely think he, uh, he can struggle. So that's one thing I'm looking out for this Huntsman squad is to make sure that Gunless and Scump kind of stay in that right mentality all year. Mm-hmm. Both of those players are known to get kind of you know, it kind of seems like Scump gets in like his his mood of you know just being settled, you know. Yeah. And then Gunless is known as like the most toxic Call of Duty player. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I I agree. I think they have a lot to prove. I think, especially Formal and Scump, you know, T2P being back, I think they have to. Uh, they have a lot to prove just because of how everything ended with them yeah. in World War Two. I mean, that, so. those two are a championship duo. Oh know? yeah. 100%. A lot of people are looking to them to keep that caliber so a lot of eyes on huntsman especially you know considering that's you know hex's team now oh yeah got they've supported the new green wall so yep a lot of eyes on that team it's probably the most watched team right now even if they might not be like the best yeah 100 percent, definitely the most watched Um, moving on to third place yes got uh, got roker who that was that was the homestead event there for them and uh one thing that i saw that I really, really liked was seeing the home crowd really go hard for their team. Mm-hmm. That that building, the arena, I think is where it took place. Uh, uh, the armory. The, the armory. armory, yeah, the yeah. armory. Uh, that place didn't really get too loud that weekend, but when Roker came out, it got loud. Oh, yeah. I mean, and plus when you have Minnesota in January, you know, mm-hmm. not very great planning, but still, even when, when Minnesota played, uh, the fans were crazy so that's why i'm excited for uh london this weekend because it's gonna when when the ravens come out man it's gonna be it's gonna be hectic i saw in um hard points that uh maven was discussing they don't know if they're gonna do the walkout again like they did for everything um i think maven's idea was that like they should do it for this event and then cut it because you for for London, it's going to be better than it yeah. was. Oh, 100%, yeah. The European crowds are absolutely... I, th- I think it's still going to be dope for if they did it for Paris. I, th- I still yeah. think the Paris crowd would still be insane, you know? But the roster for Minnesota... Uh, got Silly, Assault, GodRx, Alex, and Asim. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at this roster as... 50-50 of being good and being average. Yeah, they're kind of like a black sheep roster. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're, they're underdogs in my opinion. Every single one of these five starters has gone off at one point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've definitely heard Maven screaming their name at one point. But at the same time, there's been a lot of instances to where they've kind of been that lower-tiered player on their team. Yeah, inconsistency. Um, I think we're really looking for Silly and Asim to kind of go hard for that team because Silly's proven himself to be a very good player when he's like surrounded by a good team. Mm-hmm. And uh, God or X has had some really good moments too. Assault. I think Assault's coming in on like that, uh, that veteran leadership, you know, seems like every one of the teams of the 12 have like that guy on there. That's mm-hmm. like the veteran leader. So I think that's probably how it is. But other than that's about all I can say for the team. Like I said, they're kind of like that black sheep team. 
they have the very high potential to do well. They also have the potential to be one of the lower tier teams. Yeah, they they definitely. I feel like, like I said, I feel like they're they're a, a 50-50 team. You know, they yeah. have they could they could be hot one day and then the next day just you know not be that good. But uh, of course, after weekend one, two and zero, not a bad start there. They had like a six and two map count uh, because yeah. they yeah they three would uh, Toronto and three would uh, the Gorillas after the the banned perk instance that uh, the Gorillas yeah. had. But, it's very, uh, very important to keep in mind too that like they play two of the lower tier teams. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to see what happens when they play like one of the top oh, teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, see if they can compete with them. But yeah. tied with them, we have the Paris Legion, who I, if you watch my streams, I bought their CDL stuff in Modern Warfare. I love this team. I love their colors. Are they gonna be the best team in the CDL? No, not at all. But they had a good showing in Minnesota. Um, like you said about Minnesota, though, about the Rocker, they played two of the lower-tier teams. Well, I mean, well, could, you, could you call London low-tier, though? I don't, I don't think you could call London a low-tier team. I think, um, I think the thing with Paris is everyone was saying they're the worst team. Yeah. They only played uh, European teams because they were stationed mm-hmm. in Paris. Yeah. So they couldn't really scrim American teams. You know, London wasn't stationed in london they, london yeah know, they were in I'm, the u.s yeah weskin and scraps and all them you know they live in like vegas or something like that yeah. that's where the twins live and so i think paris just came out hot and you know the fact that they could come out that hot even if they were playing two lower tier teams kind of shows that the european scene still has some people worth oh, yeah. worth something you know mm-hmm. like they because they weren't scrimming any american teams but they were evidently scrimming someone to make them good enough to beat you know, mm-hmm. a team that has the potential to be extremely good in London. 100%. I mean, the the way they played against London, I think, shows because London came out and absolutely dominated New York, you know, yeah. and I think everybody was like, oh, London's going to be a, you know, after that match, everybody was, was really hyped on London, and then Paris came out against London and just shut them down. 3 0 them swiftly, uh, made a comeback on search. They were down like 4-0. Won it like six four or six five, and then just they dom they, they they didn't really dominate in the respawns, but you know they they kept it close the whole time, and in the end, you know ended up winning them. But you know you got the the roster of Breezy, Dens, Kismet, Luca, and Zed, and one or well technically two um, uh, American players, uh, Phantoms being a sub for the roster, but uh, Kismet. I believe he's American, yeah. Kismet is American, yes. So he he's the only American on that roster. So it's starting it's at least. Starting at least, yeah. And that's a four out of the five players on the starting roster for for Paris are, are European. So the fact that they can come out and do stuff like that, you know, and like it obviously shows that you know they have no issue with you know communication and yeah, you know, I read up on play. a little bit. And uh, there wasn't like a language issue at all. Apparently, you know, everyone is perfectly capable of speaking. Yeah. Uh, and it was definitely a shocker. You know, I thought they were gonna be zero and two, probably zero and six. But they proved they, they they definitely proved me wrong. They made me want to buy their stuff in Modern Warfare, so I did. But uh, moving on to the next team is a team I'm actually more surprised about. with. I'm curious about them, man. I thought so. This team is the Florida Mutineers. Um, I thought they were gonna be decimated. Yeah, I did I too. I thought they were gonna be awful. 
I look at this team and I was thinking, oh, oh, and six. They're not winning a map. They're getting hundred point clubbed. Hundred point club for someone who might not know what that means is in a hard point game. Whenever uh, the enemy team reaches a score of two hundred and fifty before your team can reach a score of one hundred. Um, but yeah, I've had man, that I... happen to me multiple times. Oh, so have I. If you're <laughs> if you've played a competitive hard point game, you've been hundred point club. But um, yeah. So that roster is going to be Pristini, Havoc, Mox, Skies, and Frosty. I see. I I don't hate the roster. I don't either. Truthfully. Like I think, have, uh, I think Skies and Mox, really good for that team. Mox is a good main AR, and yeah. Skies is a good flex. Um, the other players, especially Frosty, are the ones that I was really concerned about because what is this? Frosty's first year, second year in COD. Second year, Blackout second year in COD. First year competing after he left. Frosty, for those of you who might not know, um, say you just recently started watching competitive. Frosty's actually a world champion. In Halo, so it's not like he's up there and he's just like nervous on main stage because he's competed at the highest level mm-hmm. in a game before. But I don't know, man. Something about Frosty and Call of Duty just doesn't click the same way yeah. it clicks with Halo. Yeah, and I think that's like, I think that's with like a lot of the, the Halo players. I mean, you know, you well, got not you all got of them. not all of them, but uh, take Shotzi for example. Very yeah. bad launch weekend in COD. Oh, we'll get to Shotzi, don't worry. Oh, yeah, we'll get to him. But, I mean, and then also you can look at the other other end of that spectrum with Formal and Enable. You know, champions in COD. So, well, even even we'll say Enable. You know, Enable, he's he's a champion. He's won events. He's, But he's never been, like, he's never been your all-star. At the top, yeah. He's never been someone that I'd be like, if I'm drafting a team, he's never going to be my first-round pick. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, I like Florida. I think they have potential. They had a one and one weekend. Um, they beat Seattle, and they the lost they... to um, Los Angeles Gorillas, right? Yeah, uh, the, the Mutineers. Yeah, they they lost to the Gorillas. Yeah, the Gorillas. Yeah, so they beat Seattle. I think they they have potential. I think they just have stuff they really got to work on. Their S and D looks good. Mm-hmm. Their respawn is what is a, is a struggle. For, for them, in my personal opinion, I mean, because I watched their respawn and they they looked a little lackluster in it. Christini's extremely good at S and D, uh, but I don't know, man. He he was more of my like question mark for this team. Yeah, because the fact that he's coming off of a champion like world championship team, because um, you know with E United, his previous team winning Call of Duty champs last year, mm-hmm. and the fact that he didn't get on a professional roster. Until, Until like, like last second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was. It's a very big question mark for me because looking back at uh, E United, you know, Pristini's always been like one of the ones you're like, oh yeah, Pristini and Arsenis, they're gonna go off. You know, they're twins. They're always gonna play well together. So I don't know if it's. I think I think he just got overshadowed by Simp when Simp. Yeah. Joined the team. True. And and you know when they made that roster change to have Simp and Abizi. You know the tiny terrors, like it got to the point where every time United was playing, it was Simp and Abizi was what everybody was yeah. looking at. Before that, it was Arsides and Pristini. You know, it, so I it think became Arsides and Pristini. At yeah. the beginning, it was Arsides and Gunless. You know, back when True. we had that when uh, they had the, the IW um, squad. The IW squad. Yeah. I think that's just the biggest thing about Pristini is like Pristini's that he's a solid player. He's always doing what he needs to do, but the fact that like when they first jumped onto the scene it was our cities and gunless you know because that was you know gunless was probably the best iw player 
He was mm-hmm. nasty at that game. And then, uh, so that's kind of where he got overshadowed. And then it became him and Arsides whenever Gamas was gone and you had like Clay and people on the team. But as soon as you're right, man, as soon as they got the tiny tears, it, it moved away from the twins and became, became Simp and Abizi. the Simp and Abizi show. And so, yeah. And even like Clay too kind of stepped more into the spotlight because it came, it became like that story of like, you know, Clay's turning two amateur players into a championship caliber duo. Yeah. I think both of them just got drowned out. I think Arsides is just really lucky he's best friends with Gummas. Yeah, and they got a they he, he got a good Formal, spot on the uh the Formal, for sure. Yeah, Formal loves playing with Gummas, so Oh yeah. And I'm not yeah. I don't wanna make take that away from like Arsides' skill. I say he lucky he's best friend with Gummas. But uh it's just a good situation for him. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. and Gummas are best friends, Arsides is good, Arsides is on the team with Formal, you know, he's probably gonna get asked to play. Yeah. So Hi, Florida. I have high hopes for them. You know, more I practice, think they can turn more it games. around. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But moving forward, next team, the home team for this weekend, the London Royal Ravens. I was excited as hell when this team got announced. Personally, because I love the the Marshall Twins in Weskins and Scraps. Uh, because yeah. Scraps had a really good BO4. You know, yeah, he was really good at Black Ops 4. Weskin... Not so much, but Scraps was, was a name everybody knew in BO4 if you followed the competitive scene. But roster of this one is Dylan, who one of the best submachine gun players in the game. Uh, I think he Jer- was the best sub in Black Ops 4. Definitely, yeah. If he wasn't, he was very close behind Simp. But Dylan, Jerd, Rated, yeah. Scraps, and Wushkin. Mm-hmm. Don't like Rated on the team. Raider's been around for a while. I think he's been out for a long uh, time. I mentioned that like there's a, there's always that veteran on the team, especially with a new mm-hmm. format to kind of be that coaching spirit. I think that's probably Raider. Raider injured probably. It, it's not like Raider, you know, role. played awful at Minnesota. I mean, they the team went one and one, uh, obliterated New York Subliners, and oh, then yeah. Paris hit them with three zero, uh, and that's where it takes me back to the inconsistency. You know, where was the London we saw against New York against Paris? You know, the, the I mean, the, and, but that, that's the thing about competitive COD. Like, your gameplay mechanics can change in a day. You know, you can have a really good day on Friday, and then Saturday just not know how to move your thumbs. Like, yeah, Saturday you sit at the bad station, bro. Yeah, yeah, you, you sit at the bad <laughs> station on the wrong side of the stage, and your PlayStation is fucking you over or something, or whatever the excuses bros like might make. But... Kill a conspiracy, you know Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just... <laughs> you, got, you got the red cables coming out your PlayStation, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, about London, um, I have hopes for them, too. I think they're going to be a really good team. I think they're going to be a top-four team, truthfully. I want them to be top-four. Yeah, I want them to be a top-four team. Uh, I want, I've want. i wanted an EU team to be, like, top-four for years, and it never happens. I mean, we had kind of a stint with Splice uh, in, in Infinite Warfare, I think, was the Yeah, game. but then they'd come up against, like, someone yeah, uh, like, like Optic United or Optic, and United, and, and blowing out of the water, yeah. you know? Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely want you know, London to, to be one of those top four teams this year. And I think they have the roster to do it. Uh, it wasn't a terrible showing at, um, at Minnesota, but Hey, you're the, you're the home team this weekend. So you got to have a good one. Uh, you got to be ready. Be better this I, I think they will too. I think they'll, I think I they'll have a, I, now I don't think they'll win the whole thing. 
No, they're not beating Huntsman. They probably won't be able to beat Dallas either. But, uh, uh, I, we'll, we'll get to Dallas. We'll get to Dallas. <laughs> we'll get to the Dallas Empire. But, um, yeah, high hopes for London. Again, their home series is this weekend. Uh, start Saturday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Willis, are you going to get up to watch the matches? I probably just won't go to bed. Truthfully, me too. I mean oh, yeah. you all night. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here. I'm definitely... Uh, guys, I am a huge competitive COD fan. I, I have gotten up <clears throat> every EU tournament. Well, I don't know if you ever did this in the past. Every EU tournament, I got up at the time the EU tournament started and watched yeah, every single too. match. There's yeah, been I, moments I, where like I just didn't sleep. Yeah, and... I just waited for the tournament to start. But I'm definitely, uh, if I do go to sleep, I'm definitely setting an alarm and getting up and watching those matches. It starts at 5 o'clock in the morning my time. I got no work. I ain't worried about it. But, uh, Will, our next team, introduce them. I have absolutely no interest in this team. I hate this team. <laughs> I don't like a me single too, player man. Me too, on truthfully. this team. Truthfully, me too. And it's not even because Aix, because yeah. I actually really like Aix. I think Aix is a clown. Yeah, but he is Los a clown. Los Angeles yeah. Gorillas. Aix, Aqua, Decimates, Saints, Blats. No, it's not Blast. It's Lacefield. Lacefield. Yeah. And see, that, when that got that's announced, the, see, that's, that's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, you got Blast you got Lacefield yeah. starting over Blast, but see, I say that, and Lacefield had a really good opening weekend. I still think Blast should be starting. I, I think you can argue it. I mean, I have not seen Blast play this game at all, and I hadn't seen Lacefield play this game at all. Um, but I made a joke uh, while while when this team was was entering the, the arena to get ready to play, I made a joke about Lacefield, and uh, I have an old teammate. His name is Los. Uh, he goes by Limit, and uh, him and Lacefield look exactly alike. Like and uh, I made a I made a joke about oh look it's Los coming out to play you know and we we like we we made like the whole stint of calling him and be like yo what are you doing on the the main stage brother like we didn't know you were up there you know we made a joke about it and then you know I'm making all these jokes and Lacefield was tearing ass in first map like he was he was just going insane and so I thought this team truthfully I thought this team was gonna be the worst team in the league and they still have potential they to, <laughs> they still have potential to be the worst team in the league but they had a they, just, they had a uh... decent first weekend because they beat florida in the second series they yeah, played but not convincingly no yeah. whatsoever so i think this team has a lot to work on uh mm. i hate aches with a burning fucking passion i hate i him. don't hate him i hate him i cannot stand him but you know he's he's always the villain he's always and he's always the villain that ends up winning in the end you know you have your favorites like back mm. in the day black ops 3 optic aw optic he was the one that put them out in both champs mm. you know so it I, I don't think this team is going to be any good moving forward. They probably um, won't be. They're gonna, they they the play only, in London, and they play Chicago on Saturday. The only chance they have is getting Blatz in there and hoping he's good because Blatz is actually a good player. Yeah. Um, who, do you, who do you replace, though? Aches. You think so? Yeah. You replace the, the veteran captain? Yeah, I think Aches is no more than a captain on his rosters. He yeah. never plays well, even if the roster is winning. But I think he's a very smart Call of Duty player. Uh, so I think he'd be an extremely bit, like, very, very good captain. I think the second he retires, any team that gets him as their captain is very, very lucky. Yeah. I just don't think he has the ability to keep up anymore with the other professionals. Yeah. We we kind of actually skipped over a team, but it didn't really matter because they're tied for the same place. Um, we skip over the Toronto Ultra. Oh, the Toronto yeah. Ultra. They're 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 tied for the same place. So 
Not like it matters. But we got the Toronto Ultra next. My favorite player on this team is Zinni Parm. Zinni Parm. Love Zinni Parm. Methods, man. So we got the starting roster of Methods, Metals, Lucky, Looney, and Cammy. Wait, no. It's yes. Methods. No, they 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 dropped uh, they dropped Metals for Classic. Who's the... Classic? Yes. Does does Classic start? They they switched. Did they make a change during the? They made a change during the off season, and I literally cannot remember who it was. That Hold changed. on, I wonder. I wonder if um, if I look at the match details, I can see who played because this will get us our five. So give me. It was one. literally just like recently that it happened. Nah, this doesn't even show me the rosters. Oh man, why can't I remember who it is? Okay, so it, it's methods. Looney, I know for a fact. Cammy, I know for a fact. So there's three. Mm. And then you have... Um, it was their best player got dropped for someone else, and I cannot remember. All right, we're just going to say this is the roster. We're going to say this is the roster. We got Methods, Looney, Cammy, Classic, and and Metals. All right, I don't think Lucky played. I think I think that's what the roster was. Methods, Metals, Looney, Classic, and, and Cammy. I think that yeah. was the starting roster. So, Toronto Ultra, 1-1 one one to start off the CDL. They beat Seattle Surge. Um, and then they lost to the Rocker. Uh, they lost to the Rocker in a convincing fashion. Um, star player for this past, you know, the opening weekend was Methods. Zinni yeah, he Parm. did way better than I thought he was. Yeah, he did extremely well. Um uh, but again, I think this is another low-tier team. I think this team's not going to do that well uh, in the long run. Like we say, when, when you go up against the Chicago Huntsmen and the Atlanta Fays and the Dallas Empire, you know, are, are they going to be top form? Or or Paris, for example, are they going to be top form to beat any of those teams? Um, but I think you know, I think Toronto is. Um, I, I think they're they're not a team that's going to do that well. Um, they had a decent showing. But, you know, I, I, I don't see them really really doing anything for the remainder of the year. So, I, they, they're, they're, def, they're definitely not going to win a, um, one of these little tournaments they got going on. So, no. but. I found what I was talking about. Um, it was, Bance was spotted scrimming with them over medals, and medals was seen scrimming with their academy team. Okay. So, medals... For those of you who don't know, Metals was actually the best performing player statistically uh, during Minnesota for that team, and he he may have been replaced for Vance. It was one of their substitutes. And they'll be in London. Ultra yeah. will. So we'll, we'll see if that roster We'll change. find out. We'll yeah, find we'll out, see yeah. if that actually comes into effect. But uh, our next team, introduce them. I was really disappointed with this team. <laughs> yeah. Seattle Search. Um... On paper, this Very team good. is, on paper, strictly, the second best team, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Even better than Huntsman, just based off who you got. Uh, and that's going to be Karma, Enable, Octane, Slacked, and Apathy. All veteran players. Their nickname in the community is the Dad Squad. The Dad Squad, because their average age is like, what, 24.5? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Karma's a dad, I'm pretty sure... Apathy is a dad. Apathy is a dad, yeah. Yeah. Um They went 0 and two. Four and six so, map count. Yeah, and that's not something you'd expect to see a team with 
the second best AR player of all time, and a, the the only three time world championship winner. The reason Carl. they are zero and two is search and destroy. Their search was abysmal. De- absolutely demolished in search, I and that's what lo- that's believe. what lost them series. I cannot believe a team with Damon three time Barlow the goat and Octane was horrible at search and destroy. I mean, they I were. Believe. They were awful, man. They were really <laughs> bad. And, I mean, they, but the me thing is, like, they weren't even the worst team there. No. But watching them, it, it literally, it drove me insane watching how Seattle played Surge. You know, and the, I'm not going to say, like, oh, wow, I should be up there coaching them how to play Surge. Obviously, I'm not a professional player. But they did not look like they knew what the hell they were doing at all in Search and Destroy. Their respawns look good. They look good in respawn. But their searches look like they don't know what the hell they're doing, you know. Like, but I mean, I think they'll get better as time goes on. I think this team could be a top four team too. Um, I think they can too. But it, it really just like they gotta fix that search and destroy. Like it was. If you guys haven't watched any of these matches, go back to the Call of Duty League channel on YouTube. Watch the Seattle Surge matches. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. They. Dude, it... It was like a GB team was playing against a pro team. Yeah, yeah, they they, they got six would by, um, who was their first matchup? Was it Florida? Their first matchup. Yeah, I'm pretty sure their first matchup, Florida, Florida. like six would them. Yeah, they in did. the first search, it, it it was no, they six would them in game five. Ramaza yeah, no, game yeah, five, they right. six would them. That, that Ramaza was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch, man. Like I think, like I said, I think Seattle can be a top four team. But Search and Destroy has got to be worked on. I think Dom can be worked on a little bit. They got a little scary against uh, Toronto, I believe. Uh, I think they won by like four points. Or maybe it was Florida they won by four points. But they only beat somebody in in, uh, in Dom by like four points. But their hard points look good. Uh, I think they're a solid respawn team. But they really just gotta, they got to they gotta get on with Do you with know what I search. think it is with this team in reality when you really look at it? For the past two to three games, everyone except for Octane has sort of been that I'll do whatever is left mm-hmm. to do player. Like you look at Karma, even though he is the three time GOAT and you can always expect him to clutch one necessary. He had, a, he had a really good weekend too. Karma he did. did. He was he played extremely well for them. Um he, he, but back on that optic squad, which he was a part of since AW, he was always that okay, I'm just gonna do whatever is left to do player. Mm-hmm. He, you know. Same thing with like Enable on that Hundred uh, Thieves squad last year. He was the I'm gonna do whatever's left to do player, you know. And Slack and Apathy have always kind of been that. They're your OBJ kind of players. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and Octane has always been like a slayer. So I think um I they just need to get comfortable playing with each other. Yeah. I you know I got <laughs> it looks it's like a bunch of S and D masterminds trying to play together. Yeah. No, and I that they probably just bumped heads a lot. Each one wanted to make like a make the play, but um, you can't make the play with five separate people trying to make the play. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. So they got they got a lot of work on. They were not a unit. It yeah, was, they they were. It looked like five S and D superstars just. Yeah, it looked like it looked like five sixteen year old treps with the biggest ego in the world trying to be the best. You know, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Moving forward, our next team. We got the Shell. Shell, as they are called, the Optic Gaming, or Los Angeles Optic, or Optic Gaming Los Angeles, whatever the hell they're called. 
the, in my opinion, worst team in the league. Now I know you had bad you had bad showing some of the last two we're gonna talk about, but I think this team is is the worst. You know, I think Toronto could beat him. I think Los Angeles Gorillas could beat him. You got Dashy, J Cap, Slasher, Quavo or Kenny, and TJ Halley. Mm, mm, mm. Where do you even start with this team? Start with Slasher and talk about how he's like gonna be their only saving oh, grace. God, oh yeah. A hundred percent. There's no faith in J-Cap. That man's 27 years old. He he ran his course two years ago. He should have retired when he had the chance. But he's here. Should have retired after he won champs. Yeah, but he's here. And then you, you have three players who were superstars in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. You got Quavo, you got TJ, and you got Dashy. TJ and Dashy, very good on Optic Gaming last year in Black Ops 4. They were the superstars. Kenny, very good on 100 Thieves in Black Ops 4. Stupid good on uh, TK in World War II. You know? So you have, on paper, really good players that do not mesh well whatsoever in-game. I just think it's the... I just think it's the team build, if that makes... Like, I think TJ hates the game. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to play it. Dashy, for all the good that he is... Is a solo player. Even on Optic, he didn't really work well. Uh, Kenny, the all star of that uh, 100 Thieves roster. But, uh, I think he kind of falls into the dashy boat. You know, he's sort of a player that kind of you send off to just go get kills while everyone yeah. else does everything. And you can't have two of that on the same team, even yeah. if it is five players. Slasher's their saving grace. You know, I think if he can whip them into shape, they have a potential to be good. Because on paper, this team is good. You got J-Cap, who's a two-time world champion. You got Slasher, who is known as the smartest Call of Duty player currently. You got Kenny, who is a two-time MVP. Did he win MVP back-to-back last year? When 100 Thieves won back-to-back? Or did Priesta get one of them? Priesta got one, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, Kenny's an MVP, MVP caliber player. Dashy is... Oh my God. On track to becoming the best Call of Duty player of all time. We just have to see if he can start winning again. Yeah. And then TJ, you know, TJ's an S&D mastermind. TJ, like, revolutionized S&D and Ghost when he was still in middle school. <laughs> yeah. He probably wasn't in middle school, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, when he, when he was younger than he is now. He, he couldn't compete because he was yeah. underage, but he still revolutionized S&D. But... That team just does not mesh well, man. They're yeah. garbage. They yeah. they went two and six. Yeah, yeah two in, maps. in map count, yeah. And we're not even to the worst of it yet, though. You know, I like I said, I don't think this team's gonna be that good. Um, I think you know they have an opportunity to be better than what I think they're gonna be, but until we see some very much big, like some huge improvements from their gameplay in general, the team's gonna suffer. They're going to suffer Dude, a lot. They'd be so much better if they let Chino play over Cap. Oh, 100%. Because Chino's actually nasty. Yeah, Chino's actually stupid good. Chino's one of their subs, for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, yeah. I've watched Chino. Their subs are Chino and Goon times. Yeah. I feel like Goon's Dude. probably better than J-Cap. Hello. Drop Pac-Man as your coach, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got Pac-Man, who was an analyst last year as your coach. I mean, come on, dude. Should have kept Teep. Should have. I mean, I, I would Teep have Teep taken it? I don't know. He's probably making more money streaming than they were going to pay him. Yeah, probably. Probably. But 
Uh, let's skip the let's skip the next team and go to. You, so you want to save you want to save them for last, huh? Yeah, I want to save them for last. Okay. So up next, hey, you are screaming. I'm gonna need you to stay quiet. Thank you. Up next, we have the New York Subliners. Edit that out. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that I already, I already gave. Hey, I, I gave everybody the warning that this was gonna happen. So. I mean, bear with me, you know, until I, you know, get soundproofing in everything. But uh, New York Subliners, um, you know, honestly, this team disappointed the hell out of me, man. I was super excited for this team. They, they look really good on paper, dude. Yeah, they look amazing on paper. You have two people on this team who, like, and I will say the two people are after you introduce the roster, but, like, who... I've always been that all-star player. Like, you know when they're playing a game, they're going to do something crazy. Yeah. And then they had a 1-6 map count on launch weekend. And the one map they took was from Atlanta Phase. Yeah. You're telling me you didn't take a map from London, but you could take a map from Atlanta Phase, who is arguably the best team right now? I think uh, I think Atlanta probably just aren't good at St. Yeah. Peter Griffin part, uh, domination. No, nah, it was Hackney Dom is what it was. They lost Hackney. Don't yeah, I thought it was the same Petrograd. Nah, it was it was Hackney and New York. Okay, New York handily. Then you're right. I remember it now. But Hackney's so up in the air, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all about who gets, uh, who gets AB spawn. Yeah. But the the starting roster for this team is Accuracy, Attach, Zero, Temp, and Zuma. Yeah, you know, man. you got you got Zuma and Attach back. Yep, that's exactly who I was talking about. That duo, they always go off together, man. Yeah, you got Zuma and Attach. They've been they've been teaming for years on years on years, and they they've been successful. But this the launch weekend, um, Attach lackluster performance. Zuma actually played really well in Minnesota, but um, everybody else in his team, Temp, Zero, Accuracy, Attach, just really lackluster. You know, and Accuracy. You can't have that from your main AR because you got an M4 in this game, and the M4 in this game is absolutely insane. You know, so it's like, he, I, I think accuracy, if, if this team's going to be successful, it starts with accuracy, in my opinion. Because the AR role is really important, and accuracy did not do what he needed to do. I mean, this game is M4 dominant. You know, you run three M4s. Basically, mm -hmm. in every game, I saw some teams running five MP5s, which yeah. was a smart decision. Uh, I know Dallas has a habit of putting on five MP5s for uh, for ball for Bar Hill on Petrograd PowerPoint, mm -hmm. which is pretty smart. Uh, but yeah, man, this team is just it. It sucks to see because like at no point are like Zuma and Attach ever like been at the bottom. Yeah. And right now they are. They statistically speaking, they're the worst team in the league right now. Mm -hmm. They only won fourteen percent of their games. No. And I, I we could say the same thing about the next team, but we know the next team's not going to stay down where they are. Yeah. And yeah. So. So subliners like they could stay down here. Yeah, like, they very the possibly could they, be. They, they could possibly be like the worst team all year long. But the know, next so. team. It's impossible. There, there's no way they stay uh, yeah, yeah. top. They, they stay last. Yeah, there's no way. And that, next team is the Dallas Empire. Uh, made up of Clayster, Shotzi, Hook, Illy, and Crim6. Dallas um, Empire. The best team so, online. Leading into this event, they 
were monsters. Dominant. Dominant. They were not losing. They were going like 30-something and two in scrims, like consistently. Um, But then they get to Minnesota, and they go 0-2. They win one map, and that is a search and destroy against the Chicago Huntsman. What do you think happened? Illy is an online warrior. Is he though? I mean, I mean, uh, look. Okay, so Shotzi, you know, Shotzi has to get his feet wet in cod. You know, he's only Shotzi got nervous. Yeah, he he got nervous on the stage. His knees weak, or arms, but his arms were heavy. You know, mm-hmm. he'll he'll get out of that. He's a, he's a world championship Halo player. Yeah, so he, he, he will not play that bad again. Yeah, I can yeah he, he, he won't be that bad forever. Illy had glimpse, glimpses of, of you know, superstardom. And then... He, yeah, he, he had would, moments on main stage there where he was playing really, really well. And then he would not be doing anything at all. Yeah, he would, he would shit the sheets. You know, he, he, was not, he was not doing anything productive for his team. And... You know, you could say the same thing about, you know, Hook or Clayster. But I, I would they... say Hook. Hook played well, Hook, yeah, Hook played extremely well. But Hook and Krim had absolutely no issues all weekend long. Yeah, but you know, the other three, you know, inconsistency in a lot of it. And mm-hmm. especially from Shotzi. I don't even think Shotzi was inconsistency. I think it was just him being nervous, not playing his game. And like we said, this team will not stay at the bottom. This team will shots. be back up there before we know it. What do you go seven and? He went like he, yeah, he 35? went like eight and thirty-four in a dom yeah, against Chicago. Really bad in that Hackney dom. And it was uh, it was it was insanely rough to watch. But like we said, I think that team you know won't stay at the bottom. They'll they'll they'll, they'll find you know that groove eventually on land, and they will be at London this weekend. And I expect to see better performance. Um, I think the. Who's the first team they play? I think it's Seattle. I think Dallas plays Seattle uh, on Saturday. So I mean that'll be that'll be a good matchup for them. You know, I feel like that's a matchup that's like even even right now if you're looking statistics from launch weekend. So I I think it just uh, I think their matchups were kind of unfortunate. Yeah, Uh, they played the it was literally the best two teams that they played. Yeah, and both of those teams had an agenda to beat them. Yep. Uh, Huntsman wanted nothing more than to beat Dallas, and you know I think Atlanta had this idea that they were the best team in the game, and so the only way to prove that was to beat the pre- people that everyone said was the mm-hmm. best team in the game. So I think it was just like a lot of that. Um, I think Illy got nervous. I, I you can't say he's an online warrior. Is he good online? Yeah, but. Everyone on that we've named, every single pro player, is good online. You know, yeah. they've all got gigabit internet with like the Nighthawk routers. They all have it, which is funny. Whenever you hear teams complain, like, "Oh, it's it's all host," they they aren't they aren't actually good. It's all host. Just like, you have the same exact internet setup that they do. So, you know. Yeah, this this team will get better. You know, this team They'll get better. Team... You can't have a team with Krim and Clay on it. And yeah, expect and it, it, and it's to be bad. Yeah, I think they'll win. You know, one of these tournaments this year, maybe a couple. But I think they'll um, probably they'll win. They I think they'll get second this this weekend. Yeah, I think they'll get second behind Chicago. I think Chicago is too hot right now. Yeah, I think I think Chicago is just. I mean, they're 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 on fire, you know. And mm-hmm. if they come out and play like they did in Minnesota, they will. Uh, they, uh, they'll win it for sure. And the in the week and a half that we've had since uh, Minnesota, they've uh, they've canceled their two 
a clock scrims for S and P practice. Yeah, so. So I think Chicago is definitely ahead of the curve right now. Ahead of the curve. No, there. No way. There's no way Chicago lose London. I'm yeah, calling it right I, now. Yeah, I, I can't see it happening. I think, I, they're, I can't I, see it I think they're winning it. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. But that's the uh, the twelve CDL teams, and that was their 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 launch weekend performances. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we said it for New York and Dallas, but they went zero and two. Uh, one yep. in six map counts. Uh, so, uh, so, who? All right. So, just what team stood out to you the most? What teams, as like the best? Which team do you think looks the worst? And then player, players. Same question. Um, worst got to be New York, man. Um, I expected so much from them, and then they came out and looked like they were not. Looked like they hadn't scrimmed in this game at all. Like they they looked terrible. Um. Do I think they can get better? Yes. Do I think they will be a top team this year? No. But they, they uh, for me, uh, I think they were the worst team by far. Um, the team that stood out to me the most, and this isn't really the team that was the best because obviously you know, Atlanta Face is the best. The team that stood out to me, man, was the Paris Legion. Like, I thought they were going to be awful. Uh, they came out and proved my stupid ass wrong. And then I bought their CDL skin in the game because I liked their team so much and how well they performed. Um, I think Paris could be a top four team. Just fucked up my Discord, but I think they could be a top four team. Will they? Probably not. But uh, I was really, I was really, you know, blown away by how well they played this weekend, and I think they, you know, they have uh, a chance to be a top sixteen this year. So, um, yeah, Paris, Paris stood out to me for you know the team that I thought you know really caught my eye and players. Um, Worst, gotta be Shotzi, man. Like Shotzi, you know, he got all this hype around him. You know, Halo World Champion coming over, hoping to dominate the COD scene, and just got absolutely smoked by these veteran COD players. And well, he he will not play like that all year long. You know, he will he will play much better throughout the year as it goes on. But opening weekend, he was not good at all and i think like i said he will you know play better but he really shit the sheets i think he's you know mentally going to go back and check himself in and you know make sure he's extra prepared for london um but yeah shotzi for for the worst and for the best player um one i mean obviously gotta be simp man like the guys the kid's a maniac bro he just turned 19 like today you know, so the the kid's insane. Uh, Six point five S and D ratio, uh, which I know they only played like what two searches, but a six point five kill to death ratio even for two searches is stupid good. You know, so he he was dominant in respawn, dominant in search. Uh, had the number two KD overall, I think, for the weekend, or or the number one. I don't know. I think it was number one overall, and then number two Dom KD. Um, but has to be sent, man. That, that kid's going to do miraculous things for Kai in plenty of years to come. So definitely him for for the standout player of, of launch weekend for the CDL. My answers are kind of similar. Uh, I, I Worst team for me had to be in Dallas. I wanted way more out of that team. Um, we've talked about it. They're not going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. But they were still bad. So they still get, you know, they still have... I can still mention them as the worst team. Uh-huh. Um, there's absolutely no reason they should have said all the stuff they did say. 
um, for those of you that don't really follow competitive drama, Dallas, you know, Crimson very much wants to be the bad guy this year. Uh-huh. There's a lot of trash talking, um, and they didn't follow it up. So I think you know they look like some clowns up there on main stage. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. Um, best team, I I think face, I heavily expected Chicago to be that number one team, but they you know face came out and did it instead. Uh, worst player, I don't think Shotzi. I don't know. I, honestly, for me, it's gonna be Illy over Shotzi. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I think Illy. Illy had no reason to play as bad as he did. You know, Shotzi is the first time competing in a new game. You know, whenever you watch like the Dallas videos and stuff, talking about how they form the roster, the question for Illy was never really there. The question was always whether or not Shotzi was gonna be able to mm-hmm. perform. And uh, yeah, I think Illy just let me down a little bit more than Shotzi. That's why I'm putting him there. Um, best player for me is Arcees. I had a lot of uh, a lot of doubts on the man. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I like Arcees. I think he's a great player. He's a really good dude based on what I've seen off of like streams and Twitter and stuff like that. I just thought he was going to come out and struggle without having his brother there, you know, his anchor, his, his little, you know, it's like a comforting presence right there with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, you know, he came out all, you know, he only had like one poor showing. Uh, I think he's probably the player to watch. I don't say simp because Simp's a different breed. Yeah, you, you know uh, we all knew he was. Gonna, yeah. We all knew he was going to be nasty. So I, that's why I didn't include him as mine. Arcides was just a big question mark for me because he's never played without Prestini. You know, this is the first time he's actually been a like a leader on a team. Yeah. You know, he's got a very solid voice. He doesn't have Clayster there calling the shots anymore. It's very much a very uh, way more open environment for leadership on that team over there on Huntsman than it is on a United. 100%. And obviously, you know, our, our choices are going to change after, you know, this next weekend because not all 12 teams are going to be there. Atlanta won't be there. So, um, oh, yeah, we'll probably do the same, you know, questions again. Best team, worst team, best player, worst yeah, player. Yeah, for, for after, the weekend. After every tournament, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we could say RCs and Sims were the best two players, but then, you know, this weekend RCs could be horrible. Yeah, and, and Chicago could go. Oh and two and not even make it in the bracket play. Yeah. So and like and Simp won't be there. So, so you you never you never know. You never know. But um you you sign up for London this weekend, Will? Yeah, I just don't you know don't really want to watch, watch it. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know. What you yeah, gotta looking, live with sometimes. Looking forward to London. It's uh starts on Saturday, February eighth, twenty twenty, at six AM Eastern time. So if you guys want to watch uh, it, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash Call of Duty League or COD League. Uh, right. You can find it live there. Uh, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time goes all the way until about, I think, 2.15 Central Time. So, um, you know, make sure you guys so, – it's, it's only Saturday and Sunday as well. So make sure you guys, if you want to watch right. that, you, you tune on in. Um, the big difference this year, events were only two days. Yep, yeah, only uh, two-day events this year. And – I think they're doing that because it's only going to be eight teams at each one. So right, they don't need a, they don't need three days. Yeah, for just for eight teams to play, and obviously, you know, there could be challengers at these homestead events, but they're not going to be, you know, on the the main streams. So right, um, uh, follow both myself and Will on Twitter. 
BB Trap for me, Mr. Willis for him. Um, I don't think Will tweets a ton, but I tweet a lot. Not but really. you can you can, you can still follow the man, you know, just in case he does. Uh, turn on those notifications for Twitter. Also, make sure you follow our Twitches. BB Trap is mine. Like I said, you'll catch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday with Jason and Papa from Father Son Gaming. Um, speaking of those guys, uh, me and Will, you know, we we might end up having uh, at least Papa on on the podcast one time. So uh, we don't know how much Papa knows about you know whole competitive COD, but you know, with Papa's expertise in playing COD for the past couple of years, uh, I think we can get a good little episode out with Papa. But um, Monday, every Monday. You know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You uh. We are open to suggestions and questions for the podcast. If you 100%. ever have something you want to know about Call of Duty, you know, maybe a question about sensitivity, um, what gun classes you should be running, stuff like that. Send them, send them our way. You can DM us on Twitter or Discord. Mm-hmm. I'm in Shrep's Discord. If you're in the FSG Discord, I'm over there as well. Uh, just look under the moderator section. You'll see me online probably all the time because I have Discord up. I'm accessible to Discord anytime you need me, basically. So yep, send us much. questions. Anything you want to hear us talk about, let us know. You know, might even give you a little shout out. Say this is who sent in the question. Oh yeah, and leave them in the comments too. You know, so uh, I'm gonna be, you know, checking in on every episode of the podcast when it gets uploaded. You know, making sure nothing went wrong, and um, you know, you can leave them there too. But um, every Monday through Thursday and Saturday is when I stream. Um, it's actually you know Thursday right now, 7:37 p.m. I'm actually gonna. We're gonna we're gonna stop this podcast, and I'm gonna end up uh, end live up on the old Twitch. Live on the old Twitch. So, like yeah. I said, BB Trep, make sure you come by, hang out, drop a follow, do whatever you want to like. But hey, appreciate everybody for watching this. Uh, if you enjoyed it, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. You know, get ready for more future episodes with me and Will because we have a, a lot to talk about with this whole CDL season, with the rest of Modern Warfare. You know, all the new stuff that could be coming to the game, including BR, Ranked Playlist, all that good jazz. Season 2 starts Tuesday for Modern Warfare, so make sure you have your updates ready when that day comes. Clear some space if you don't have any, because I know I'm going to have to. But, um, yeah, again, I'm Trep. This is Willis. We'll see you guys in the next one.